Thank you so much. Um, I have been asked to talk to you about gender equality and my particular journey to, to lead inspiring girls. But I should start by telling you how terribly challenging it is to ask a Spanish person to stick to some precise time. Um, and I should also disclose something to start with to you, which is that I'm sick and tired of having to talk about gender equality. I really dream of the time that I would not have to talk about gender equality ever again. I cannot believe that at the end of the second decade of the 21st century, we still have to demonstrate to prove that women should be paid as much as men, that we are fighting for reproductive rights. I mean, not just in Ireland, in the US that we have to tell some editors that they should focus on our brains and not on our legs. And that, you know, we have to convince both men and women that there are not boys, jobs for boys and jobs for girls. Every, every single job is also for women. So I'm hoping not only that I can talk to you about gender equality and inspiring girls, but also that I can convince you all, the women and the men in the audience, and all those who listen to us um, online, to do something, to really change something, choose your area, so that the girls and the boys of the future do not have to spend any time talking about gender equality. You may have, uh, you may have guessed this already by what I have just said, but I am, I am a feminist. And the reason I am a feminist is actually because of a man because of my grandfather, who was a farmer from the middle of nowhere, really, in deep Spain, a man with very, very little education and very little money. But by the time that he had his fourth child, who was my mother, he was determined to give to one of his children a university degree. And he saw the potential in my mother and became obsessed with giving to her that university career, he used to talk about a proper degree. That was chemistry for you and I. And he managed to do that, and then he went on with his granddaughters, with my sister and I. And he told me so many times, economic independence. Economic independence is the key to freedom that I sort of have it inked in a stone in my, in my DNA. It pains me a tiny bit, really, to tell you this because it, it reveals my age. And, you know, I'm going to be 50 next week, and I, I'm still trying to come to terms with that fact. But by the time I was eight, women in my country, in Spain, they could not own a business or have a current account. Now, I know that many of you think that change is difficult, but get this, in my own life, I have gone from seeing that women could not own a current account to seeing a Spanish woman being the chair of the biggest bank of the Eurozone. That is meaningful change. I also remember from my childhood that when we were living, it's a small town really, a village, um, my mother, who had then become a chemistry teacher, she had to, to justify to the people in the village that working wasn't only her vocation, that it was also her right, and that she really wasn't disrespecting my father by working. 
So fast forward 35 years, and imagine my surprise when my husband was in government and I found myself not in Franco's rural Spain, but in the UK, in London, in one of the most cosmopolitan places of the world. This was before Brexit, still now. <laughs> but having to defend with some of the media here my right to work and not to give up my job. And to have to explain that I wasn't disrespecting my husband for doing so. So much has changed, really, and, and yet so little. And I am actually convinced that we will only really be able to make meaningful change if not only we all work with each other, if women work with women and also with men, but if we all work with boys and girls to ensure that the gender stereotypes that still affect our society disappear once and for all. I started a campaign called Inspiring Girls around four years ago. First we call it Inspiring Women and then we, we move it to Inspiring Girls because the girls is really our focus and it's a very, very simple thing. We just get together female role models and girls to show the girls what, what women do, the great diversity of things that women do and to inspire them to, to work hard and, and to aim high. And we get women from all walks of life, it's all women, young women from every single job, uh, working, stay-at-home moms, working part-time, you know, you really name it, because the whole point is to show to them the diversity. We have been incredibly successful so far. Here, our sister organization in the UK has around 26,000 women going back to schools, talking to 12 to 15-year-old girls. And then we internationalized the campaign one year and a half ago, and we are already in eight different countries with two more to come in the coming months. And I'm really very excited because what we are hoping to do is to take this to the next step. We are talking to some technology companies to be able to, to digitalize the campaign so that we can connect more women and more girls using the technology that is available now, doing self-recorded interviews of women, so that by the year 2020, we can expose any single girl who has access to the internet to not just thousands, but millions of women all over the world. From their mobile telephones, from their computers, so that hopefully we can say, one and for all, you know, access to female role models, tick the box, that one is sorted. So let me tell you a little bit about um, the kind of things that we have seen coming from the campaign, from Inspiring Girls, and, and some of it will not surprise you. They have no idea about the kind of jobs that are there in the marketplace that affects both women, uh, girls, and, and boys. It's kind of scary, really, that they are choosing subjects without really knowing what they could do afterwards. But there are things that affect only girls. The two things that have surprised me most is, first of all, how many questions we get as to whether it is possible to do certain jobs and have a family. Now, I cannot remember worrying about that when I was 13, 14 years old, and I certainly know that my three sons and their boyfriends do not worry about that. 
But the other thing, the more significant thing that we have found everywhere, no matter the country, no matter whether the school is in a rural or an urban area, no matter whether the school is doing well or not well, is, I call it an epidemic, really, of lack of self-confidence. Something happens to the girls, something happens around that age, that it is when they are 13 and 14 that many of them start saying, oh, you know, these subjects may not be really for us, it tends to be maths and physics, by the way. These sports, perhaps, is not for girls. It's like, you know, you get even questions about where did you find your self-confidence, which is kind of sweet, because it assumes that you have it when you are, when you are talking to them. Now, you may be wondering, why? You know, why does that happen to girls? So, in the UK campaign, we opened up, at the time, a couple of years ago, a little branch to go back to primaries. And we just put panels of men and women, kind of six, three women, three men. We brought them to a primary school, to six years old uh, boys and girls. Six years, they can hardly explain the physio physiological difference between uh, men and women. And we just asked them, what jobs do you think that these people have? This is unbelievable. If it's a man, it tends to be a banker, a doctor, a boss. They talk about boss. If it's a woman, it tends to be a teacher, a nurse, young and pretty, a model, and, get this, party organizers. I don't know why we are party organizers, women. <laughs> but look, I'm the mother of three boys. And I have talked to lots of girls. I know, I do know for a fact that boys and girls are not born sexist. The reason they are reacting like that when they are six years old is not because there is something there in their genes. What happens to them is us. It's you and I. <laughs> the fact that we have allowed drip-drip sexism to stay in our society and we have actually normalized it. The way we apply Stupid labels, really, to women. I do it as well. Sometimes we do it even without bad intentions. Now, the good thing about all that is that changing it is actually easy. It's not a massive thing. We can just change it together if only we think a little bit as to how we are referring to women and to girls and the attitudes that we are fostering in them. I know that when you look at the world, there is this... Um, you know, this picture that it is very easy to be incredibly pessimistic right now. I'm sure that some of the other speakers will give you plenty of thoughts as to why we could be very pessimistic. But I am seriously optimistic about gender equality. I think that something really dramatic happened last year. And for me, it wasn't only that women are speaking up. Even those of us who didn't who didn't fit neatly into that speaking up. I personally have never seen myself so much as part of me too, but probably more part of, of me neither, so to speak. But regardless of that, it's so wonderful that those women have found their voice. But in my view, what is really remarkable from last year is that men are speaking up with women. That really is something different. And from last year, what this has become is not women and men, or more to the point, women against men. This really is 
about men and women who do not believe in an equal society and men and women who believe in a society where we can all be equal. And from the moment you make something transversal in a society, it is really unstoppable. So my only call for you is this. I believe in the theory of the one square centimeter. You know, you choose one square centimeter in life and you just stay there to make meaningful change, not just to vent your anger on Twitter or Instagram. I'm myself a big Instagram user. No, you stay there changing things until you see that things look differently. Choose your square centimeter and please make sure that you do something positive for boys and girls. And if you cannot think of any area for your square centimeter, just Google us, Google Inspiring Girls, register with us, and we will come back to you with lots of ideas as to how you can contribute. I can promise to you that whether you're a woman or a man is not only a fantastic cause, it's also an enormous amount of fun. Thank you very much.